listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am one half of your hellish host duo, Barnabas. And I am the other half, Samael. Welcome to episode 90, the big 90. Hold your breath. And why are we holding our breaths? Well, we're holding our breaths uh, for now because we're going to get into our main segment in today's episode, which is our review of the new Kristen Stewart-led aquatic creature feature Underwater. So all I'm going to say is that this movie was uh, a ride. It was. And we're going to expand on that. Of course, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, we're going to try and give you as you know spoiler-free a review as possible. But that's coming up a little bit later on. First, as always, we have to give a shout-out to the most awesome podcasting network around sports radio detroit yes our gracious hosts and you can find sports radio detroit on twitter instagram and facebook if you look up srd sports radio detroit or you can head on over to http colon slash slash www.sportsradiodetroit.com thank you for giving the entire <laughs> i usually put an s after the http just in case security security mm-hmm is the utmost importance. What would happen if the gates of hell opened up? That's why I need HTTPS. Then I'm on, then I'm out of a job. Exactly. Yeah, can't have that. No. Nope. No. Well, fiends, uh, go check out Sports Radio Detroit. They're incredible. Uh, there's lots of other great podcasts on there as well. And then uh, I believe we're still doing our Fanatics partnership. Uh, if you have any interest in uh, Detroit-based sports merchandise... You can uh, go to the site, you can shop, and it uh, helps out Sports Radio Detroit. So, yeah, that's that. Sam, there has been a lot going on in the world of horror. Uh, actually, quite a lot. I had to cut some stuff out. There was like, a new uh, Chucky uh, announcement as well. I think TV show? Yeah, the TV show was picked up by Sci-Fi. Oh, um, Skiffy. <laughs> now it's siffy now it's siffy yeah sounds like a fucking disease i know like like hey you want to watch siffy uh no no does it involve wearing a condom hopefully not honestly i don't know i wouldn't put past uh chucky to have any kind of weird shit in it but oh yeah um but we're not going to talk about that really extensively but there was an announcement and uh kind of a little plot synopsis or at least kind of direction the show is going to go but speaking of shows this first article uh, is something that I'm still kind of on the fence about but what's going on Sam? So Andy Muschietti, Mr. Muschietti Big AM he wants to direct The Howling and here's the catch for Netflix question mark bad idea I would want to see it in theaters um, since, I mean, we all watched The Howling like on VHS, of course, but that's because we were, you know, young and it came out before our time. Otherwise, we would have 
went to the theater like normal people did. So it's kind of like, I think it's kind of disrespectful that it would be a straight to Netflix, but also the idea is good to go. It's just not really finalized from what I've read. It's not 1000%. They're good to go. They're filming. They're doing all that. Mm -hmm. So we can probably expect it. Honestly, if they want to be smart and take their time with it, I would say like late 2021 or the beginning of 2022 because i don't want them to start filming it in like let's say may after they get everything done and then they're done by october and then they release it by let's say january like i think that would be that would be bad i think mid next year or early 2022 if you don't want to absolutely slaughter this movie like black christmas was kind of slaughtered and mm -hmm. poltergeist poltergeist wasn't bad it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't know. Just, I'm kind of tired of remakes, dude. Like, I was watching In, In Search of Darkness, and the the reason we love these 80s movies is because they were original. And, like, they were all, like, just original ideas just popping out. Of course, The Howling is based on a book, but, like, they were all original movie ideas. Now, all we're getting is Stephen King adaptations and remakes, which I'm pretty tired of. Yeah. Uh, so is this like for sure going to be a movie or is this going to be a TV show? I think movie. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I. You get what I'm saying though, right? Like I. Yeah. I kind of don't want to like fucking watch it on Netflix this October. We just started r r uh, filming in May and now October gets get released straight to fucking Netflix. Like there are a lot of factors. I mean, that kind of time like range isn't really too uh unrealistic for like a big budget movie it depends i mean it depends on you know if there's going to be a lot of practical effects where they're going to shoot what the schedule is going to look like um but again like you said nothing's actually been finalized yet yeah that's that's a good thing honestly because i'd be down for andy to direct it because he did great with it um he yeah. did good with mama from what i remember from mama i only watched it uh once like three four years ago i want to say four years ago mm -hmm. maybe even more it's but, been a uh, while since i've seen it <laughs> yeah but like i don't know man i don't know how he would do with the howling i mean both movies that he's done were supernatural uh the howling i guess you could say werewolves are supernatural because they're part of like whatever folklore and there's like something supernatural involved there okay sure but I, I don't think it's a good idea to keep throwing up these remakes because, like, I mean, I guess it is a good idea because it'll really let these directors know, like, hey, um, you're not going to be as good as the original. Like, like I've said before, and, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but the only reason that these things are still happening is because they, they make money, you know? Like, fans are constantly saying, like, ah, there's no reason for this remake to be made, etc., but... I mean, if you go to the theater and you buy a ticket for like a remake anyway, or even if you watch it on a streaming service, you're technically still like giving the production company money. Yes. So, you know, they're going to keep doing it. And the social media presence because of stuff like this is very high. I mean, this is probably like the most popular article here. So I get it. But uh, is it necessary? Nah, probably not. But since it's probably going to happen anyway, I will say... Uh, I'm glad that there's at least a semi-talented director behind it, 
and if they stick to pretty much completely practical makeup, then I'll at least be happy with that. But I don't know what they're going to do with the story, and that's, like, my biggest concern. Uh, so, apparently, um, a woman is attacked by, like, a serial killer or whatever, mm-hmm. and she survives, and then she, like, moves or some shit like that, and then the wolf stuff starts happening. Okay. So, kind of like uh, the original. I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, obviously, there's not a lot of information right now, but... So that's why I don't even like like sharing these articles because it's kind of speculation right now. But it seems like it's probably going to happen. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm always down for new werewolf stuff. Yeah, I just don't think we need a remake of this either. But I mean, dude, they already made what like six Howling movies, and after the first one, the rest were trash. I know one of them was like, uh, "Your sister is a werewolf" or whatever. They were just cheap cash-ins, honestly. I mean, dude, and now they're talking about remaking Pumpkinhead. So like. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude. And this next one, because I think we should move on from The Howling, but uh, yeah, Silence of the Lambs is kind of coming back. But it's a continuation called Clarice. Hello, Clarice. (laughs) It's going to be on uh, CBS, and apparently it's already gotten like some pretty hefty backing behind it, and they want to do like a long series. So, but it's going to follow her like after... Silence of the Lambs. Uh, what takes place first? Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal, right? Uh, yes. What the fuck? Then why, why would I care about what happens in between Silence of the Lambs and then Hannibal? I want to see what happened to to him after Hannibal. After he, mm-hmm. like, after Clarice, like, blacked out and turns out he didn't kill her or whatever. I want to see, like, honestly, what I want to see, because, I mean... Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Sounds of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter loved Clarice. Uh, he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. So I would want to see Clarice, like, reconnect with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And then on some crazy shit, they both become cannibals. And I mean, he has to be in there somewhere. I think there's, like, a pretty significant uh, time difference between Sounds of the Lambs and Hannibal. Or something to that effect. But, uh... uh Clar- I think it's ten years, right, in between the movies? I think so. But, you know, Clarice is a pretty complicated and interesting character so i'm cool with it kind of exploring her story after those events and it's not technically a remake so i guess that's cool i mean hannibal you know the show actually turned out really well and uh fans want more of that i guess but this should be cool if if done well i wonder who they're gonna get to play clarice uh but the big thing that a lot of people aren't happy about is that one of the writers and producers uh, alex kurtzman who has some okay stuff in his like resume but he also wrote and produced shit like transformers and just crap like that so not a lot of people are super happy about that but uh we'll see what happens with it. it's coming to cbs finally something new new like not a, a remake or anything thank god brand new dario argento giallo film coming out called black glasses and it's going to film this year and star his daughter asia argento uh i think from what i've read uh dario has been wanting to do this for a minute and only now is it and this one's a for sure thing this one's for sure gonna start filming i think this year later on this year Mm -hmm. and uh honestly i like the fact that they didn't really like give away like a whole fucking premise like they do in every news article about every upcoming movie and it's refreshing not to see a remake 
Because, uh, like I said, dude, I'm sick of it. And we haven't seen anything from Argento in a while, I want to say. Yeah, so, like, his... I guess people think his last good movie came out in, like, the 2000s. But he did that shitty 2012, like, Dracula 3D. 3D, uh, Which was awful. <laughs> um, why would he do that? Just uh, that was, It was almost... It was so bad, it was almost disrespectful. Would, I don't know. Why would you sell out Dario? I don't know. You're <laughs> already, like... A European cinematic legend. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Like, opera. Yeah, great film. Super tense. So I want to see that kind of stuff again from this one, at least. I want to see another Dracula 3D. Uh, Again, I don't know how Mother of Tears was, but... A good giallo will be much appreciated. And this one sounds like it's shaping up to be a classic giallo. Somebody posted a comment on this Bloody Disgusting article commenting about the premise and i don't know how they know this and i don't so i don't know if it's accurate but they said uh that the movie is set in venice and is about a young boy who witnessed a murder of a prostitute and teams up with another working girl as they said uh played by asia argento to unmask the killer sounds like a pretty typical uh giallo plot but that's not a bad thing i mean sure it might be a typical giallo plot but it's a new idea and it's modern day so that might introduce some like ignorant horror fans to the realm of giallo because a lot of horror fans don't watch giallo Mm -hmm. uh they don't know what it is i myself didn't even know i had watched a giallo before i've watched a few before i knew what they were i would just call it italian horror movies or european horror movies yeah i didn't know there was like specific formula that these follow but like i said this can introduce modern fans into the world of giallo and i think that would be good and uh you know help get those blu-ray sales for tenebrae and opera up on amazon too since people want to see it or you know they'll be dicks and just pirate them whatever don't pirate stuff uh if you appreciate it i i would urge that but yeah i know what you mean uh People should get more exposed to Giallo. I mean, it's a, a different form of horror, a different form of thriller. You know, like, yeah, they are Italian horror films, but they all kind of have, as we've, you know, discussed before, they kind of have these thematic similarities. And I mean, even though I said typical Giallo plot, it, this is a unique plot. But, yeah, you know, they, it's, just, it, they just always have something kind of like weird. All right, I'm going to team yeah. up with this prostitute. <laughs> or how about. I'm going to team up with this detective. Oh, wait, the detective's the killer or yeah. something like that, you know? It's always this kind of, like, sexual murder mystery stuff, and usually it's, like, a black-gloved killer. So if we see those elements, I'll probably be happy. And if there's a crazy score, <laughs> I'll probably be happy. I'd love for him to work with Goblin again. That would be sick. But uh, we'll see about that when it's filming this year. When we have more info, we'll let you guys know. Now, on to a couple trailers real quick. This first one uh, just dropped the other day. And is for a movie that's been in the news for a while. I've heard of this one. <laughs> and it's been uh, called, like, so, you know, So Bad It's Good. And it's been compared to, like, The Room and stuff like that. And it's uh, Glenn Danzig's Verotica. I mean, I can understand why it's getting so much attention. Because, like, it looks outlandish. But if I may say, I do not like the production quality nor the cinematography. Me neither. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> it looks like one of those uh, uncorked movies. Yeah. Well, apparently it's pretty batshit crazy. And I mean, the, the guy is 
the you know lead singer or whatever of the misfits or like part of the misfits or something and huh. some other band so you know it's another like musical artist turned horror filmmaker for some reason Corey taylor is you know now announced that he's doing like a horror movie and stuff from slipknot um but yeah you know the soundtrack sounded pretty cool but everything else looked really bad although i do appreciate some of like the interesting like makeup and practical effects and stuff i have no idea what the fuck the movie is about but if it's something that like you can sit down watch like stoned out of your mind and just have like a good time then I kind of don't want to because it looks trippy enough anyway. Yeah. And uh, from what it looks like, a woman is like cutting off other women's faces. Jeez. On some leather face shit. Yeah, there looks like some demonic shit in this movie. Uh, but yeah, that one's coming out February 25th on VOD and then March 3rd on Blu-ray DVD if you guys are interested. Next up uh, is a new series coming out on Hulu March 5th called Devs. Now, uh, this actually looks pretty cool it's by alex garland who did uh ex machina and annihilation so less kind of horror more sci-fi uh with dark themes seems like uh what's what's that what's that series black mirror or whatever the fuck yeah yeah that's the kind of vibes it gave me Mm -hmm. um what's his name's in it from 21 and 22 jump street oh uh nick offerman yeah where else do i know him from (laughs) he was in uh oh god it it's either Community or Parks and Rec. I think Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Rec. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy, but uh, so he he almost seems out of place here. That's what I was thinking. I'm used to seeing him be funny. Yeah. It's like when I saw Jim Carrey in the number twenty three, and that's when you realize, holy crap, this person would be a better role for like the the protagonist who's going through some psychological trauma mm-hmm. than like the funny guy all the time. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. I think uh, I am excited to see him in it, though. I think at least he have like long hair or something. Yeah, his, his hair is like right weird. to his shoulders. It, he does look weird, honestly. <laughs> but it's still his voice, so it's like, oh, okay. But uh, it was off-putting, honestly. When I watched this like shortly before we started, and then this, I'm I'm like looking at the trailer. I'm like, wait a minute, he looks familiar. I've seen him in a lot of funny shit. And I clicked the trailer, and lo and behold, it is him. Yeah. So. uh I'm not going to give like the whole plot away, but it follows this software engineer named Lily who works for a cutting edge tech company. And after her boyfriend's suicide, she thinks that something's going on and she starts to investigate. And uh, it all comes back to this weird like tech company that I guess is led by Nick Offerman's character. And uh, the trailer is, is super out there. There's like, well, I'm not even going to say it. I think you should just watch it. But there's there's some, like, very interesting imagery and stuff. So uh, I'm kind of excited just to see, like, what's going on. It's trippy, to say the least. He comes off as, like, I think they're trying to make it look like he's the antagonist. But, like, he may be trying to maybe prevent something worse from happening or bringing some insight to people, like, in his own twisted Thanos type mm-hmm. of way. I don't know. It seems like they're... They're trying to make it too obvious that he's, like, the antagonist, which makes me think, like, he's not, and it's going to be, like, there's going to be, like, a bigger picture to this thing, which we don't even know what it is because we don't even know the smaller picture. Yeah, like, maybe his goal is huge, but in order to achieve it, he has to, you know, be, be a certain way or do something that maybe is morally questionable or something like that. It kind of, it almost seems like whatever he's, like, involved with or in charge of 
has an almost kind of like supernatural or like godlike thing going on where they're like controlling things. It might be some alien shit or some like hacking the matrix, like, you know, uh, mm. simulation type shit. Yeah, it could be. Uh, we'll see what happens though. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it again, March 5th on Hulu. Kind of like that endless movie or whatever it was called. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you still got to watch that resolution, which is the first one, but I don't, I still haven't watched I know it. What you mean. Yeah, no, that one was trippy and had all kinds of like time travel and shit like that. So I, I, I wonder if this one's going to have some similar themes. But uh, let's go on to this last trailer here, guys. Uh, now, speaking of werewolves, we've got another uh, apparently werewolf movie coming out called Hunter's Moon. And this one's going to be out March 24th on DVD, digital, and on demand. It's weird. First we see a killer, then the killer's being chased by something. Mm-hmm. And then a family moves out of the neighborhood because of a killer. They move into a new neighborhood. Now people are trying to rob them. And now that's not an issue because there's werewolves and there's a fat guy running in the woods. And there's a cop with some delinquents and the people that the delinquents were trying to rob Mm -hmm. holding off a house from a werewolf. It looks awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually, I'm... I'm pumped about this for a couple of reasons. First is if it's a good werewolf design, then I'm always here for that. Two is uh, Thomas Jane is the star uh, from The Mist, 1922, The Predator. There's been a lot of stuff. I love that guy. So I'm excited about that. And everything else looks okay. It looks like it could be enjoyable. I wonder if all the plot stuff isn't going to be too much. Like if it isn't going to just overlap weirdly or something i mean you could tell it's gonna like probably have like a lot of dialogue that's the that's the thing with it too like Mm -hmm. they're definitely gonna be talking and planning and what is that thing i hate it when they do that in movies like they've never heard of werewolves or zombies like what is that thing out there it's a walker bro you know what zombies are like you know what werewolves are let's not pretend we're in some universe where they haven't been making movies since like the 1920s about these things some kind of wolf man yeah (laughs) no god no it's a werewolf some kind of a beast creature person (laughs) it's man bear pig yeah oh man that would be great that would be fucking awesome (laughs) uh so this movie actually looks like something else that's coming out although i for the life of me i can't remember what it's called but the shed (laughs) not the shed um but it's also something that looks i don't know if it's werewolf or if it's just some beast like creature but something about getting like locked in a house while there's something out that comes out during the night it kind of gave me night sitter vibes just like the way like Mm. everything seemed to have been unfolding in the trailer and like it's like i don't know it wasn't like too serious of a movie but it still looked scary like still Mm. showed a creature lurking in the back we didn't get to see the creature i I don't know it gave me like fun friday night movie vibes Mm. i don't know how to explain it there were some like POV shots and stuff in mm-hmm. there too, so it could be cool. I think uh, if it's shot reasonably well, if the practical effects hold up, and if it's not like super slow pace, like honestly, dialogue is fine if it like advances the story and characters, but uh, I don't need like a lot of it about robbers and shit like that when there's a werewolf going around, you know. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. Again, uh, that's coming out at the end of February, the 24th. And you can go uh, check that out. It's also got Katrina Bowden in it from uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. She played like the girl they helped slash kidnapped. Oh, I didn't even recognize her. Yeah. Well, I didn't really see her that much in the movie, but she's one of the top build uh, actors. So. I mean, I saw her. She was like the blonde chick. So. Yeah. It just didn't seem like she had a prominent 
role. No, she was just like with her siblings and they're getting robbed. (laughs) She'll probably be like the final girl or whatever. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. So, guys, uh, that's all the news for today. Uh, You can tell us what you thought about all of it, if you're excited about anything, if you hate the fact that there's a Howling remake coming out, which I'm sure you're not a fan of. Um, But we're going to move on into our main segment in just a moment here. First, we've got some messages from some other SRD shows, so stick around. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Reader Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Welcome back, creeps. We are uh, back from the crypt and ready to review uh, the new 2020 horror film, Underwater. So this one was directed by William Eubank, written by Brian Duffield and Adam Kozad. And uh, this is a blockbuster horror film. Yes. It's the second... I would say big blockbuster horror film after the grudge. And I will say I, I already feel a little bit relieved. <laughs> yeah. Watching this movie after having seen the grudge. Cause I was like, fuck man, we already knocked two out. So yeah. Yeah. And there's like more coming out this month. The next is <laughs> the next one is the turning mm-hmm. color out of space comes out at the end of the month. Um, what else is there? There's some other stuff. We still got that Island movie. Yeah, Fantasy Island. And later on, we have Antlers. Yep. Ha- Hansel and Gretel. Gretel and Hansel, whatever. Yeah, which uh, I, I saw somebody post today was actually uh, pretty good. Oh. Uh, but they just got like an initial copy or something like that. I don't know. It looks atmospheric. But speaking of atmosphere and underwater, I, I do actually think they achieved a lot of great atmosphere. Some background, if you're not super familiar with the movie... Uh, you probably know that Kristen Stewart is in it. Yes. TJ uh, Miller as well. TJ Miller. Surprisingly. They're, they're pretty much the stars. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting to see him in this I didn't movie. even know he was going to be in it until we sat down and saw him in it. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. I saw him in like the beginning credits. They're like, and TJ Miller. I was like, what? Yeah. And then like he didn't show up for like the first 10 minutes. Like, dude, where the fuck is he? Mm-hmm. No, he, he was great. And he, he actually provided, as you might expect good uh comedy relief some people i guess didn't like him but fuck those people i don't trust them i don't understand why you wouldn't like tj miller he's hilarious he's just like a regular dude like that's the most accurate representation of a regular dude in any movie any movie that he's in even deadpool like yeah he's just a dude well yeah because he had to kind of conform to that character but here he's just kind of tj miller but uh playing a researcher in this huge drill uh, that has been constructed in the Mariana Trench that's going all the way to the bottom of the ocean floor and drilling for resources, basically, is what that whole premise is. But uh, Kristen Stewart and TJ Miller are part of this research team that kind of operates the base. And the movie starts off with this crazy earthquake, or they don't know what it is. 
but something destroys their rig and they're kind of forced to survive and that happens pretty much immediately which is nice yeah within literally the first three minutes of the movie like i thought like christian stewart's character was having a dream because she started talking about dreaming so i guess they tried to trick us into thinking it was a dream i thought eventually like the whole thing was gonna explode and she would wake up yeah but no it was real like it starts right off the bat with the action which is what i liked yeah i actually appreciate that a lot because right from the get-go even from watching the trailer i could tell that this was going to be that kind of movie uh and i don't want to really do a lot of comparisons but it's kind of inevitable but this movie think about it like you know uh like the abyss or deep star six or leviathan those kind of movies it's got that you know underwater creature feature thing going on but it is also kind of more of like an action movie yeah so there is tension there is atmosphere but there's a lot of these fast and and uh sweeping kind of sequences too where there's just a lot going on initially the monsters weren't even the problem it was just the Mm -hmm. suits and then the pressure being so fucking hardcore that you know if you don't have the suit on you would explode yeah uh claustrophobia too immense claustrophobia i i was feeling uneasy throughout the whole movie honestly yeah i actually think they did a great job setting that kind of vibe uh, and I think just going right into it played a very important part. We don't need all that backstory or anything. The whole point of this movie is to make you feel s- scared of the water, honestly. You know, because the, the whole rig is breaking down, sinking. Uh, they're forced to have to go into the ocean with very limited resources and just these suits to, to try and, you know, get to their goal, basically. And that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie because... Even though I'm fascinated by, like, the ocean and the deep ocean specifically. We're all terrified of it. It's pitch blackness. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like going into space but not having the luxury of seeing the planets. Exactly. You're just surrounded by nothingness. It's just a bunch of, like, seaweed and algae and monsters. Yeah. But you can't see pretty much anything. And that's why the monster angle works so well, too. Because I, I was kind of comparing this movie uh you know not that i wanted to but to the descent just in water because that movie also did a great job of playing with like the darkness and having the creatures kind of show up in the background and everything like that so yeah i thought that was really cool and effective i enjoyed that kristen stewart didn't play her like usual character who is also kristen stewart <laughs> i was wondering how you felt about her in this yeah movie. i actually liked her in this movie I, wow this is my wow moment of 2020 <laughs> i have usually a few wow moments during the year like oh i was impressed with so-and-so i was surprised that kristen stewart played a completely different character than she's ever played before and i'm so happy they did this for her now people can shut the fuck up about including me we can all shut the fuck up about how she's always got that stupid i'm worried about something face on with the same long straight black hair yeah and it's 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 a relief honestly i don't i didn't even think like throughout the movie she's just this like blonde chick with short hair you know you didn't Mm -hmm. really look at her as the girl from twilight at all she was even a badass in this movie which rightfully so i mean if you're if you're going to the bottom of the ocean floor Mm-hmm. You got more balls than I do, okay? I'm, I'd am i be fucking terrified. 
agree completely. And it, it doesn't push it or force her to be badass or anything like mm-hmm. that. She just is like, it seems naturally like yeah. she's trying to take care of everybody as the situations start unfolding. I mean, even like you see her like, you know, not contradicting, but like talking to like the captain. Like, Are you mm-hmm. sure that's safe for all of us? Are you sure that's a good idea? We'll only have 30 minutes from here to here, from here to here. We got to do that quick. Like she's concerned about everyone's safety. And you know, whenever anything happens to anyone, you kind of see the look on her face. It's kind of like the, I could have helped them look because like she is the extremely altruistic character in this movie. Mm. She's like, she's our hero. Agreed. Yeah. I I think they gave her a good role. Um, You know, I I think the intent was kind of to make her a very Ripley-esque character. Yeah, that's what it seemed like, honestly. Which which I can see. I don't think she's going to go down (laughs) in horror history uh, anywhere remotely close to Ripley, but I don't think there's anything wrong with her performance or her character. No, I mean, she did did good. I mean, I have nothing bad to say about her. Yeah, and you know, honestly, and I usually have a mouthful. <laughs> I know Kristen Stewart's stupid, stupid fucking face. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. No, I agree though, and I mean, I think it helps that the writing was pretty tight. You know, the narrative was very focused. You know, now it's not like a masterpiece. You know, I think stuff like The Thing definitely had a way more captivating kind of mystery and just overall premise going into it. But there's nothing really, I, I would say, negative about any of that stuff in this movie you know there's this monster presence and they're in survival mode and that's that's really the whole point of the movie and yeah it's not like a masterpiece but i don't think it deviates from that too much i don't think it's badly written uh yeah there's maybe some cliched kind of stuff in there but the dialogue feels pretty natural yeah it all all feels supernatural yeah, the characters' actions feel Not pretty super natural. natural, but super well. <laughs> space natural, like very natural. Yeah. So I didn't really find any fault with that. I was pretty into the journey, which is nice. I've been talking about wanting like an adventure kind of horror movie again. Well, there you go. I think yeah, this fits pretty much perfectly. You know, they're going from point A to point B, fighting off these monsters with very little. Might I add, this is less a game like The Evil Within or Resident Evil as it is something like. Uh, outlast or yeah you know uh amnesia or something like that basically got to put enough space between you and your attacker Mm -hmm. you may get rid of one spoiler alert damn it (laughs) there's a lot of them fellas and that's all that's all we can that's all we can tell you (laughs) and there's also different twists after you see all of them yeah you'll see what i mean just just go watch it honestly like Mm -hmm. i i really liked how it was paced i like that the action started off quick I like, there wasn't much for character development, honestly. Yeah. We, we learn about the captain here and there. Uh, we don't learn that much about knockoff Ripley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest of them, you just, TJ Miller, you like just because he's TJ Miller and mm-hmm. he's the comedian. Same thing if I would have saw Bill Burr in a horror movie. I'd be like, oh my God, Bill Burr, he's so funny. Everything he says, I would have died of laughter. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't like force him to make a very dramatic turn or anything like that. But they were all fine. You know, I didn't hate any of the actors or actresses or anything like that. Yeah, no, no one annoyed me. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it didn't help that, you know, I didn't particularly care if they died or anything either, which yeah. which at least make me care about that a little bit. But uh, it kind of the whole like monster angle overthrew that for me i was willing to forgive that 
kind of grievance because the monsters were pretty cool. The design was pretty sweet. It, it was largely CGI, but it worked for this movie. I think it made sense. And I was going to say just kind of overall, you know, I think you can accept these things if you kind of realize what this movie is and what it's trying to be. Cause it's, it's not supposed to be something like midsummer. No, no. You know, it, this is very much, uh, an literal action, movie. <laughs> yeah. Faster paced action driven, creature feature it's survival horror movie basically and um that's the way it should kind of be approached you know and I, I think that's fine and the fact that it's a blockbuster i think works in its favor um but i am kind of disappointed it didn't really make a lot at the box office which is sad yeah because they put a lot of money into that movie man that was a yeah. very like intricately made movie i mean you could tell they put a lot of time and effort like into that set whatever set they used or yeah whatever graphics they use if that was actually underwater or not like you can't really tell but i'm assuming it wasn't clearly i'm sure some parts they they probably did go underwater but i mean i don't think they dived into the ocean or anything yeah no no but put a lot of money into it it's just kind of pain in the ass because like it was not a bad movie it was actually a good movie i won't say it's an okay movie it's a good movie Mm -hmm. so i mean it's crazy nowadays like either a movie has to be like super hipster-ish hipster-esque yeah. hipsterish whatever and like avant-garde and like art house you know allegorical having to do with like some sort of social commentary right to get people's attention and that's not what horror is about sorry to break it to you guys but i don't need fucking some sort of social commentary for every fucking movie i watch i watch movies to escape reality i don't want oh this movie's about the impeachment like <laughs> i don't give a fuck yeah. i'm here to get away from that shit other than like movies like society you know reanimator stuff that has like its own little social commentary but it's not pushed on you because it's like hey this is the premise Mm -hmm. and this is the crazy shit that happens but it can kind of also mean you know what i mean like this is this but it can also be it's not like mother where it's the whole thing's Mm -hmm. like a biblical commentary you know it was just like hey uh this happened and that's kind of like how in real life insert this into the blank. Like, if, you, if you make that connection, yeah. Yeah, which I'm sure the filmmakers didn't tend to like very loosely because I still want a horror movie and I don't want to be preached to, yeah. you know, like Black Christmas and Mother. <laughs> right. I, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, I think. There is. Uh, and I don't think uh, making some sort of upstanding social commentary into a horror movie is going to be like get people to be like oh thank you that opened my eyes mm-hmm. like maybe during like the reagan era or whatever when they released they live yeah that was more significant and it's still pretty significant today that's the thing it's not really a social commentary it's like a, a objective allegory and yes objective yeah because clearly that's what's going on but it, the whole thing is a metaphor but at the same time they are fighting these alien people and all this stuff it's not just like, oh, alien people, and then you don't see them, but it's just like hinted that they are there, you know? Like, yeah. there's a lot of movies that do stuff right, and Underwater did not have any sort of social commentary. It was a true science fiction horror movie. Like, what else can I say? I guess, you know, again, it wasn't obvious or forced or anything like that. There was maybe like a small part, and I don't really think this is that much of a spoiler, but, you know, you're drilling deep down into the ocean, you kind of have to wonder in the back of your head hey are our actions having you know this 
adverse effect on the planet and etc but you know it, it's not super pushed at the end of the day it's it's a monster movie and i think it does that really well it's paced well it brings you right into the action and you just kind of have to approach it like that and i don't think you'll be disappointed especially if you like movies like leviathan or the abyss or feast or the descent you know stuff like that um i think this this one will be right up your alley um hopefully it it does well in like the physical media sales and i think it will renting and stuff like that because i do see it kind of going down as kind of like a modern classic you know maybe 10 15 years from now or something because it, it does have that appeal right it's something that you can turn on and not really have to think about too much and you're always kind of on the edge of your seat yeah you're not trying to fucking analyze it right yeah honestly what really pissed me off is what i saw on those facebook horror groups so many people were like i'm not seeing it because of Kristen stewart uh yeah it's like dude are you really like wow bro you're so edgy like Uh, i mean look guys it honestly that movie was how long ago like if you're still concerned about her because of that performance i mean yeah it was shit like the movie was shit and I get, you know, her her emotionless acting thing that doesn't work for everybody, but I think she has improved, you know. She did well in this movie. Uh she had a great role. I think she performed it as well as she could have. Uh she was good in Personal Shopper, which I recommended, which is more of like a drama kind of thriller with like ghost stuff in it. And you know, so if that's your problem with this movie then I, I think that's a really stupid reason not to go see it. Yeah, I think you're just being petty at this point. Yeah. So, I, I definitely recommend it. I am, I guess, a little bit biased because I like Lovecraftian stuff. And we didn't touch too much on that, but I don't want to go into spoilers. There, people thought there was going to be some Lovecraftian stuff in this movie. Uh, watch it and find out. <laughs> but I think it did well in that aspect. Uh, it did well as a creature feature. It did well as a suspenseful survival thriller. So yeah thumbs up for me yeah thumbs up definitely 3.5 out of 5 i think it was a solid 7 out of 10 movie and i do as solid as a 7 can get this was this was like the tip top of the 7 this was like 7 point whatever before (laughs) before uh however the grading scale before (laughs) before 7 the very tip top of 7 right before it turns to like a eight like 7.99 or something yeah (laughs) that's fair uh i actually gave it like the same score because i guess ultimately as a film i have to still knock it down for not being like schindler's list or some shit like that yeah (laughs) you know but for what it is uh, i think it worked super well i think it's totally enjoyable and experiencing it in the theater is actually good i'm it sucks that we had like a really tiny screen (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. What the fuck was that all about? I don't know. Dude, we walked in. I was like, dude, is this is an overhead projector from elementary school. What is this shit? <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, we were just tucked away in the corner. But go see it in the theater. I actually think it's super worth it. Uh, and hopefully you'll be freaked out. <laughs> there were old people in the front row. As we were walking out, they were sleeping. Really? Oh. <laughs> I mean, the movie wasn't boring. They're just old. I just thought I'd mention yeah. that. Because there's just like 90 in there. Like, there was gross. there was one person that was just blatantly on their phone. I don't know if you saw that. Like toward the end, they were just like flipping through. Their screen was bright as shit. I was looking at them. I was like, seriously? I was not paying attention. Guys, if you go to the theater, don't do shit like that. See, that's why our friend 
Mugwim said he doesn't like going to the theater anymore because like the past like two times he's came like for scary stories for it and for child's play like all three of those experiences said were ruined for him by the people because there was people talking people on their cell phones and he's like man let's just next time i want to see a movie just let's just watch it at your house because at least there won't be people like just fucking screaming and giggling and talking about cheese wheels and stuff (laughs) It is really the worst, especially the cheese wheels. I'm not just people are so boring. See, that's what happens with Generation X. You little fuckers want everyone to care about your problems and how depressed you are and your anxiety. But you're such fucking rude, fucking snobby little shit. Someone needs to punch you in the fucking eye. It's either them or, like, boomers. Yeah. Or something. Just whoever you are, however old you are, just don't be fucking rude at the movie theater. People also paid to see the movie like you did. Like, it's not your theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your it's house like, or anything. It's like the kids who go to school and think they can just fucking take a shit in the classroom. It's like, what are you fucking doing, bro? Shut the fuck up and watch the movie. If you wanted to fucking talk with your friends, mm-hmm. go to Buffalo Wild Wings for the same amount of time. Go for two hours. Go for a drive. Smoke your reefer, whatever the fuck you little kids do. I, I hate you, young people. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and you're like, if you're anywhere from the ages of 21 and younger, just know that I don't hate you because you're young i hate you as a person <laughs> that's fair <laughs> i hate everything you are everything that embodies you i hate i can't wait till life takes a shit on you when you're older so that you can finally mature and stop being a dickhead this is to all the people in the theaters that talk yeah psa well guys if you do go see it let us know what you think about it uh i i do recommend it and i hope that you know people put a little bit more money into it i, I don't care if there's a sequel or not i just think you know this movie should be given a chance it's actually a pretty decent blockbuster so for now um my opinions are pretty high i'm hoping for more good stuff in 2020 um I mean, kind of start this year kind of start off like last escape room was good yeah. prodigy was okay and then like i don't even remember what we saw after that there was some pretty forgettable crap i think that came out i mean like us came out probably like just before the middle of the year but yeah like you said before i think like last week you know uh, we're, we'll see some okay stuff and then probably toward like the middle of the year they're just gonna drop like some shit fall. on us they're gonna be like ha oh, remember that article in bloody disgusting we said we were making a so-and-so well here it is boom no yeah. announcements just all of a sudden in theaters in two weeks like that's what i want i mean who knows saw could even be good oh man <laughs> we'll see chris tucker yeah that, that's a whole other discussion hey, y'all. <laughs> i'm jigsaw like he's fucking <laughs> <laughs> drunk as fuck apparently because that's how that sounded <laughs> no but uh guys i think uh we've spent enough time on kristen stewart's shaved head this episode so yes we have <laughs> again reach out to us on uh, facebook and instagram at grave discussions and on twitter at grave disc srd shoot us a message comment whatever let us know what you think about anything we talked about this episode and uh, you can also visit gravediscussions.net for all the latest stuff so go do that and we'll be back next week only 10 more episodes until episode 100 but boils ghouls creeps demons vampires and goblins We will see you, as always, next week on Grieve Discussions.
This has been an SRD production. <laughs>